Now, Christianity has its 13th apostle, a faithful witness to the love, mercy, and truth of Jesus Christ. How about you? Will you be the 13th apostle? America, man. All I need is a slice of apple pie. Yeah, a good hot dog. Oh. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the 13th Apostle, where we explore the good, the beautiful, and the true of the Catholic faith and the Catholic Church. Well, you know, everything good comes from God, right, Dan? Amen. Absolutely. Play ball. And we're not God. And we're not God. That's the uh, definition of humility. Yep. So speaketh the font of humility. Okay? Old faithful and old humble. And you are... I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm going to petition the federal government. I'm really going to try to draft a resolution. I'm going to go to my congressional representatives, my senator. I'm going to try to you know start a petition. Ocean County for sure. Yeah. You know, that you will be in the congressional record. You will be read into the congressional record. That's number one. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, well, I'm going to bypass. I don't want to get to ultimate just yet. But you know, there would be, I know a guy who is a bronze master. You know, he works with bronzes, um, statues, busts, you know, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping I wasn't going to break. <laughs> but, you know, and then there's always, the ultimate, of course, is Rushmore. Yeah. You know, this, there's still room on Mars. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> See, that's it right there. It's all humble. There's a thin spot for your long face. Why a long face, Tom? You have a slender face. There's no more. There's no room for my my basketball face. My, my. <laughs> but I think you can get you in there. Squeeze you between two of those guys. You're going to be a tourist attraction. Old humble. Oh, yeah? Old humble. And I'm you know what is? On, You're going to. You know, old faithful gushes right and old humble. <laughs> Old humble. You're going to start to gush, but then you're going to stop yourself. That's good. Yeah, of course. That's what humble guys do. Exactly. Wow. Well done. Well said. Wow. This is. Phew. Well, you know, start talking about baseball. It's just, you know, that gets me going in a certain way, as evidenced by the way this whole thing started out. Yeah. Uh, but we got a serious uh, topic. Unfortunately, it would be great to stay with play ball and baseball. Like I can picture uh, James Earl Jones in Field of Dreams, one of my top mm. five favorite yeah, movies. Movie. And he just refers to, in the way only he can say it, baseball. You know? Yeah, oh, goodness. Yes. Oh. It's a great, great movie. Uh, so, yeah. you know, it's funny. Speaking of Field of Dreams, I'll just say this as an aside. You know, our friend, our dear friend Vinny from my parish, St. Mary Parish. We were doing something with the school, uh, St. Mary Academy, on our parish, and uh, I had a cap on, and I had a long raincoat on because it was, it was raining. We were moving things and whatnot, and Vinny sees me for the first time. He's coming out of the school auditorium, and I'm, I'm getting ready to go in it, and he said, Doc, now I don't remember the guy's name. It was played by Burt Lancaster, but he was the old, he, he was the doctor in that movie. Remember, no, no kidding. He's, wow, he, he remember, he that, crossed huh? the line, the baseline. If he crossed the baseline, he couldn't go back in and play. Oh, yeah. But he did that wide, you remember? Because the girl was choking. Mm, 
Wow, good recall. So nice. he said, oh my gosh, with that cap and that long raincoat, you duck. Anyway. <laughs> A lot of beautiful uh, stuff, memories I have of, uh, of baseball. But, and I rely, like a lot of things in life today, I rely on memories because I'm not happy about the way things are in many areas of our culture. Sure. And baseball is one of them. Major League Baseball is one of them. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, you know what we're talking about, right? So I absolutely know what you're talking about. I think uh, 90% of our listeners know as well. So... Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, right, Tom? Mm-hmm. What, what has gone down there in the past week, I think on the 18th, was it 18th, the actual day, uh, when um, the uh, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence were, right, invited? The mm-hmm. L- LGBTQ plus uh, group that uh, is, is in complete mockery of, of our nuns in the Catholic Church. Oh, uh, were, yeah. Right? And uh, they were invited, then they were uninvited, and then they, they made a stink about it, and then they were reinvited, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they, it's, they have, this is their 10th annual Pride Night. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we're going, we're going in so many directions, but it's on the same theme. So I was watching a film clip uh, on a news feed on my phone one morning, a, f- a few mornings ago. It was a replay of, the, uh, of a Yankee game. I just want to let that that name Yankees. You know, <laughs> yeah, say that again. Right, steep for a while in our audience's ears up yeah, in Massachusetts. Be, be careful though. I mean, the Red Sox just beat them you know, <laughs> two in a row. Swept so. them, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they swept them. I mean, don't don't talk about it again right now. We'll wait. We'll just wait till next time we play. <laughs> well, go ahead. The Yankees only had half their team, but anyway. Um, oh, thank you. Well done. <laughs> And I saw, so I watched the clip. The clip was maybe thirty seconds of a guy stealing home, and uh, so they, at the end of the play, the guys welcome back to the uh, to the dugout, and then I thought I saw the rainbow colors on the scoreboard, and I said, well, no, no, maybe I didn't see that right, and so I replayed it, and sure enough, it was. So I going back to my friend, our friend Vinny. He he's a diehard Yankee fan. I texted him. I said, I just saw a clip of. The this guy uh, I know Vinny would know um, stealing home and then I said you know, I had to do the replay just what I said I said it gives a whole new meaning to the old movie with, about Lou Gehrig Pride of the Yankees mm-hmm. and uh, so this is the 10th anniversary the, the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, are having Pride Night uh, but this was and they were giving a special honor to these quote unquote sisters of perpetual indulgence now, you know, we should have put a, like a warning before, you know, at the beginning of our uh, talk about this particular subject, because this is vile stuff. You know, I mean, the, the, the things that this group uh, has done is, you know, again, it's terrible about our faith. It's such an insult. Uh, I mean, this goes back, this group started, I think they were started in... Uh, 79, 1979. Yep, and it was in, not surprising, it was in uh, San Francisco. Uh, but they went from, uh, you know, a minor uh, minor offense of uh, as uh, carrying a, one of them, you know, they're all dressed in traditional nuns' habits. So traditional, meaning like the full habit. Uh, and one was carrying a machine gun. Uh, then they went to a nude beach. And then uh, they were, uh, then when AIDS came in, uh, the AIDS disease, 
they were talking about uh, fear and prejudice, they're getting all upset, and of course they're paying no attention to the reason why men were contracting AIDS, contracting the disease. It was, and that's when they became heroes. The, 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 our, our, our language started to change about this subject matter. Suddenly people who developed contracted AIDS, HIV, were considered heroes. And then they just went, it just went on and on. They got, you know, Pope John Paul II's visit to San Francisco. You know, they trashed him. They had a, a condom savior mass. I got, you know, it's hard for these things to even come out of my mouth. Uh, hunky Jesus, uh, and uh, a contest. So really, really vile stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and Moore told me that there were videos of uh, you know some pole dancing going on. Yes, uh, you know on a, on a, around a crucifix. It's uh, it's it's unbelievable. And you know the evil you talked about their history. You know evil will proceed and progress or regress, evolve. Let's just say, uh, of course, over time. And you know truly, that's satanic, and the baseline is forever moving insidiously, and it's doing so in the world. But you know, uh, you know, I gave a talk in Brooklyn this this past week, and I listened also listened to Bishop Strickland, and Bishop Strickland's from Texas, uh, comment, yeah, from Tyler, Tyler, yeah, Tyler Texas. Texas, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who he, he's the guy that uh, organized the, the major protest. Thank goodness, thank God, which was powerful. Um, but you know, here we have Bishop Strickland, who we all love and admire, and we love you know his boldness, and I, we'll just say a simple man from the streets of Brooklyn, both saying the same thing. They each said simply that these people, you know, God forgive them, they know not what they do, is what each said. Strickland said that. Uh, and they're, they're, sons, they're sons and daughters of uh, the Creator. But they have a voice. They're bold about their voice and their visibility. And, and we're not as Catholics. And that's what we need to do. We need to step up. And Bishop Strickland said, we need to be audacious. Key word is what he said, audacious. And the word audacity comes from audacious. And the word audacity is often said in, you know, in a negative tone. Mm. But we need to be positively loving, lovely, boldly loving for Christ on the crucifix with audacity because Christ himself was so audacious for him to stand up and say you know, I am the Lord and Savior and have people literally walk away from him that's audacity and that's that's where we need to go we need to bring Christ back to the world through us and not so much condemn what we're seeing, yeah we want to fight but fight with our voice, fight with our visibility and fight with audacity and you know what he said Tom which was pretty cool you know, he's you know he's from he's from northeast Texas. You know, he, he obviously he's got his his parish, he's got his diocese, you know, many Catholics, but he's surrounded by Protestants. And, you know, he, he loves the fundamentals that come from his Protestants, brothers and sisters. And he said, we need to go to their language, probably, you know, perhaps a little bit more deeply than usual, usual right now and really embrace Jesus Christ using their language as our personal Lord and Savior. And with that, you will have the audacity and the, the audacity coming from the courage to be bold, stand up and have your voice wherever you are and not be afraid to mention the name Jesus Christ and who he is and who he is to you. I thought that was so powerful, you know. That is powerful. And it's, uh, it, you know, to say that name Jesus Christ in a, a way of love and respect and power, this is in contrast to the way Jesus Christ and the Eucharist uh, are portrayed by this group. 
First of all, the difficult thing is being a Christian in the sense that turn the other cheek. Uh, love your enemies. And, you know, you're right to say, echoing what uh, Bishop Strickland said, that, you know, these are these are children of God. And I always, uh, it's like one of the mantras I have, I try to remember, children, uh, children of God. But that's only when I have a lot of time to think. You know, yes, it's almost like reflexively, exactly. right? Amen. You see somebody doing something to something or someone you love. Typically, there's no reflection. Uh, you know, if you if you can do something about it at that moment. So, uh, but the other thing is the hypocrisy, for a number of, a number of reasons. First of all, like every team and probably every major corporation, the Dodgers that team has a code of conduct. Now, you know, for fans, but it's kind of uh, the fan behavior is. Uh, and I think this is also prevalent throughout the league, is, you know, any conduct or attire, blah, 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 uh, deemed by the Dodgers in their sole discretion to be obscene, profane, vulgar, indecent, violent, threatening, abusive, prejudiced against any individual or group because of their race. Now get this, ladies and gentlemen, religion or sexual orientation. So this is their code of conduct and yet they don't see or they ignore their own hypocrisy. I mean, you just imagine if someone dressed as a Muslim and mocked Muhammad. No. Right? If somebody dressed in blackface and disparaged Martin Luther King. If you say somebody uh, that uh, transgender is a mental illness, if you say a boy can't be a girl, it costs you your job, your book deal, your friends. Uh, but you know, dressing up as nuns and be, you know behaving in ways that uh, that mock uh, a group and their Catholic faith—it's uh, not only okay, but it's celebrated. Yeah, you know, it's truly satanic, and it's an affirmation which we really don't need. But it's an affirmation of how threatening we are to Satan, which means that we are so so truly, truly dear and uh, the truth. To our, our, our Father in Heaven, God the Father. And, you know, Strickland also says we need to be the face of truth. We need to be the face of truth. And I became very good friends, Tom, and I told you this. Uh, I threw a text, I think, before, about a week ago or so ago. Vin Scully, the voice mm, of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Great Vin voice. Scully, great voice, classic voice. Oh. And, you know, you know, he goes all the way back to be, having mentored and uh, befriended Jackie Robinson. Did you know that? He, actually, he used to call him Robbie. You know, Robbie, he told stories out there in Malibu. When I was working with the Catholic Athletes for Christ Major League Baseball retreat in Malibu, Vin Scully came there. And, man, I'll tell you what, when he walked into that room, all these Catholic baseball players, they stopped what they were doing and they just sat and listened. And it was fantastic. We recorded his voice uh, for the rosary. He did the rosary for us. We created a CD, you know. But, you know, he, here he is, the voice of the Dodgers, and the rich Dodgers, all that rich history. To me, it's just kaput right now in one action. And what did our Lord say about hypocrites? You know, our Lord always pointed fingers severely at hypocrites. You hypocrites, right? How many times did he say that, you know, to the— Absolutely. To, yeah, so that was well said that you brought that out. And here we are, you talk about the hypocrisy of a once-Catholic organization, and they need to get back on their feet in the month of the Sacred Heart, and here we are inviting these people in during Pride Month. You know, that, that is true hypocrisy, Tom, true oh, hypocrisy. The, uh, you know, this is, this is 
Los Angeles, the city of the angels. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. These, you know, fallen angels. Uh, I mean, this is uh, we we got to put a little. Uh, what do they call? They call it a carrot in there. Uh, the you know the city of the and then they have that above the word above that fallen angels. Yeah, the principalities yeah. and the powers. Oh, it's um, and so you know it's interesting that um, you know they demonstrated their commitment to fighting racist uh, bigotry by signing Jackie Robinson. But you know, but so so then fast forward. Well, I don't know what is it. Sixty years now, you know, by approving the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, they demonstrate their commitment to support to support bigotry. And you know, it seems like in this country, it seems like the the last bastion of bigotry, the last the last group you can uh, against whom you can demonstrate bigotry is the Catholic Church. Mm. There's, there's no. I mean, there's just no, no doubt. Uh, no, no doubt about that. Uh, you know, you got Congress. Uh, uh, oh, what's the uh, the Senator Feinstein? You know, we're talking about Amy Coney Barrett about, you know, your your dogma lives loudly in in you during her hearings. Uh, yes. You know, her Catholic yeah. dogma. Uh, you're not going to say that about anybody else. So we we have a massive double standard. And I do like uh, you mentioned Bishop Strickland. I did the uh, uh, Archbishop Cordy Leon uh, is is it Bishop or Archbishop uh, Gomez? He was the head of the USCCB. Uh, but anyway, the uh, he also they you know they uh, they had held masses. They had you know the the way Catholics would protest. Islam is not known as the uh, religion. Uh, it is known as the religion of peace. Um, but I don't know any place in the Quran. I've never seen any reference to anything in the Quran about turning the other cheek. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, somebody asks you for your shirt, give them your coat. You know that sort of thing. Love your enemies, as I said before. This is uh, this is difficult stuff. So it's um, it's what we want to do is we want to pray, uh, pray for these people. Because we do believe they're uh, they're doing wrong, they're doing evil, they're scandalizing. Uh, it, again, you know, they're disturbing the peace, so to speak. And it's there's so much of putting a finger in the eye. Yeah, but you know what's cool about it, and I, I don't know how to say this properly. The, the, it's a thought that I'm probably verbalizing for the first time. But I, I remember looking back when Coca-Cola changed their uh, formula. Mm. That was a long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. And some say that it was really the best marketing scheme that ever happened. And when when that original formula was changed, the whole you know everyone like said, "Oh my goodness, don't ever do that." You know, we can't do that. We'll never drink Coke again. This and that and that. And then and then they flipped it back to the original formula. And then the Coca Cola sales skyrocketed. So you know, experts say it was the best marketing scheme ever and that it was all intended here we are though tom thousands of people rallying and coming together around dodger stadium and our good bishops really coming forward and there's and 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 i think that i think we're getting marketed i think we're getting rebranded in a really exciting way the catholic church the laymen and these really good down-to-earth bishops that come from the dirt 
uh, are really stepping forward with their voices. And I'm starting to feel excited. And I think there's a resurrection going on that, that we all really need. If we put our eyes on that and we kind of join in that synergy, then, you know, then we've got some good powers. I mean, the principalities and the powers, Satan, they're on a short leash. And we've been, you know, we've been kind of tepid, you know, as a church. And I think, you know, this kind of excitement is really waking some people up and getting them back out that door. And I'm going to remain positive uh, because of that and do whatever you can. I know you gave a great retreat recently at the school, right, Mm. for for your faculty. And I want our people up there in the Boston area to know that you're willing and able to do that. And of course, you know, I, I would, I'm willing and able to do the same and you and I do, do these things together. We did a great one up there with, with, uh, with our good friend, Deacon Chuck Kelly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, we've we got to keep beating the drum and those that uh, are not beating the drum, go, go find, go find that drum and, you know, st- start, start beating it. But we can really flip this if we all believe that we're each the cell of the body and that uh, we get excited and uh, just take those, just take these little steps and we all take little steps and that's huge, you know? So, uh, yeah, well, I think our audience knows by now that you are definitely a glass half full kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think they think the same thing about me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you won't offend me. I want you to speak truth. <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely think I definitely think you're a glass half full guy too. I, I do. Okay. I, I, I think you are. All right. Yeah. Well, people are, at that comment, people are going to know. Okay, these guys have been frauds. They've been acting this whole time because there's no way that Tom is a half glass. <laughs> I mean, a glass half full kind of guy. Uh, I go back and forth between uh, uh, a full and uh, uh, empty. Uh, but you know what? It's still always. But a- I try to fill it up for you, so I try to keep your glass half full. Oh my gosh! That, see, that was just a gush of humble. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, humble. Oh, humble. So, so, so I, I believe you're a glass half full because I keep filling it up. <laughs> <laughs> I can, thank goodness you have an unquenchable font. Um, <laughs> so, because I was talking to our dear friend Jim Moverhill, uh, over the, we had a lengthy conversation at my house over the weekend about this and other things, you know, stuff with our culture, America, patriotism. We're going to have a, a, a real spirited conversation with him and our dear friend Deacon Chuck Kelly, alumnus yeah. of WQPH Radio, uh, next week and probably the perhaps the following week. But we will have yeah, a two-part. Yeah, we're going to do a doubleheader, right? Yeah. Doubleheader. Yeah. Name it Beautiful, Dan. See? Yeah. Smooth as silk. You Play are ball. just... <laughs> You are playing. You're rounding the bases, man. <laughs> Just hit a home run. Another one. So, so we were talking. I said, you know, it. We have a Catholic president, and on the White House, and probably most, if not all, of our audience uh, knows this. Uh, you had uh, a celebration, a pride uh, celebration, uh, but it was the, the flag that was up there. The flag was center. In the columns of the White House, the flag was the pride flag was center, flanked by two American flags. Mm, yeah. That was stunning. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I don't get it, man. You know, I, I truly don't get it. I it's don't get and it. people. There's a, um, uh, a a trans. Uh, uh, let's see, trans woman. So he's he's a man. What's that mean? Uh, a man, Bi- but he bi- uh, biological man. Yeah, and okay. uh, and so he he had artificial breasts. Uh, uh, mm. I guess with the hormones and whatnot, he he took his shirt off, bared his breasts. 
Uh, I mean, it was a free for all. It was just an absolute. It was like picture things that come out, especially in the Old Testament, and that's what that was on the lawn, the great lawn, the White House, the people's house, and so that's you know. you want it's. We don't want a 9/11 or a Pearl Harbor, uh, and I don't even know if we could have something like that today, where that's going to unify the nation. Because uh, it's uh, in 1941, it was a lot different than 2023 in terms of the yeah. United States, yeah. right? Yeah. And even yeah. 9/11, how far we've declined since 9/11 uh, mm-hmm. in, in a short, just a little over 20 years. So yeah. I uh, I don't know. I think what this is doing, though, this is helping to unify those who believe in certain traditions, you, which are unifying parts of a culture and a society. You know, the flag is a unifying tradition. Uh, if you took a knee, if I were, if you were, you're a footballer, you took a knee to the pride flag, you're done. You're not getting a Nike contract, but you can That's take right. a knee to the American flag. So That's right. You know, yeah. there's so I mean, much hypocrisy. Sports Illustrated, yeah. Double standards. Uh, and uh, that's all right. Sports Illustrated gave a trans a, uh, sportsman of the year. Uh, yeah. I believe, you yeah. Know? yeah. So yeah. this is what I'm hoping is that these these blatant offenses, I know we're, we've just got a few seconds left, but these blatant offenses will unify enough of us. And, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, real quick, yeah, back to first first century Christians. We need to go back to the mentality of first century Christians. Be strong, be vocal, be visible. Don't be shy, and take on the attitude of martyrdom, um, and, and live it, and and be ready. You'll never live greater than when we start to step forward, folks. Let's go get it. Saint Perpetua, go to the lions willingly, not happily necessarily, but happy about the glory. Go to the lions. Amen. Let's come alive. Pray for us. Amen. Amen. All right, Danny, what's going up next? All right, stay tuned, folks, for the Angelus. And uh, following that is your prayer intentions with Peter and Jimmy. WQPH Radio. What a platform. What a group. A family. Your support, ladies and gentlemen, is always appreciated and needed. So help where you can. God bless you, Danny. God bless you, Tommy. And God bless you all. Thank you for listening to The 13th Apostle with Dan Duddy and Tom Caffrey. For more information on Dan, visit his website at www.danduddy.com or email dcduddy at gmail.com. Tom's website is faithpilgrims.com or email trcaffrey at faithpilgrims.com. How about you? Will you be The 13th Apostle? 